0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another podcast on Trekno Battle. This is Matthew. And this is Kevin. And we're going to do Deep Space Nine Season 7 The Changing Face of Evil. We are now with the fourth part of the big ending. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it was Penumbra, Till Death Do Us Part, Strange Bedfellows, and now Changing Face
0: of Evil. I personally have been very entertained by the first three parts. Uh, I think by far the most entertaining aspect to me personally is the Ducat Kai-Wing pairing. Um, I, I think they're perfect together. I think it makes a lot of sense. I don't even view it as, you know, over the top or silly. It, it makes sense. You know, they're, they're two uh, amoral but also deeply needy personalities who, you know, kind of complement each other totally yeah
1: um i said this in my post on uh that's all Death through his Park, but like the, there's like the quality of disney villains here where it's just like they get the they're the most fun to watch um war, the wharf dax plot line which is now happily Ugh. at an end um thank goodness yeah i mean and, and the other uh great development is obviously the fourth you know demar's rebellion so like When I watched this um, first time through, I was just like compelled the entire time. Like, just it was so much fun. There was energy and momentum, and they were clearly, you know, (laughs) just throwing stuff at the wall. And it was it was it, it. Once they were allowed to do this like longer term serialized story, and they knew they were wrapping up, they really went for broke, and it's it is a lot of fun to watch.
0: Yeah, I think something that's been bugging me about the prior two or three seasons is that it seems like they'll they'll go with something for an episode or two and then just like pull back you know and fail to raise the stakes you know return things to a general sense of normalcy and yeah now because they know and we know that things are going crazy and things are ending it, there's there's a genuine sense of unexpectedness yeah. and yeah uh, tension and and concern over how things are going to work out um you know this episode i think will be a lot of fun what i've been waiting for since ducat became bajoran <laughs> uh and hooked up with kai Nguyen as i've been waiting for the reveal uh that he is ducat you know because it's one of those characters the reason that these episodes work for me is we know enough about the characters to have built expectations and to be anticipating delicious moments. Right. You know, right. And so as a viewer, I want to know, is Kai Lin going to say, Oh, I'm disgusted, but I can't pull away. Or is she going to say, you know, this is horrible. You're, you're basically Hitler. You know, I'm going to kill you. You know, you don't know how she's going to go. Right. Right. And so that's exciting. I'm excited. it.
1: And I want to say about, three episodes is the length at which the anticipation is delightful because, like, w- one of the greatest, easiest ways to create drama is tell the audience something the characters don't know. Because then we're, wa- like, we've been watching, waiting for the shoe to drop, and that itself is exciting. Yeah. Now, I think had they held it out for for beyond this episode, spoiler alert, it happens this episode, I think it would have started to feel tedious or Win has to be stupid. Like, you know, it's one of, the, it, it would start to feel like a you know a nolan project or a or a not to not to bring him up unnecessarily an abrams project where it would it'd be inorganic to withhold the information longer than they ultimately do so just my my preliminary thought on this review all
0: right well why don't we start it so get your copies ready and press play in three two one press play so we're getting our recap story so far. The pro- uh, the founders are sick. Orphan are... Yeah, we're,
1: we're recapping the entire Warf Dax
0: plot. Uh, Sisko and Cassie are getting married, despite the objection of the Prophets. Damar knows that Wayun. Sorry, Damar knows that Galdukat is off on a strange mission, turning into a Bajoran. Uh, yeah, wow! They're really recapping. <laughs> like we're not even out of penumbra. Right, right,
1: it. right. Yeah, the the one downside of the serialized storytelling is, spe- like, if you had a show that was more serialized, normally you'd probably be able to get away with a little thinner recap and expect audiences would pick it up. But here, they have to like because it's for syndication, they need to know the audience knows the entire thing.
0: Yeah, so if we have to relive this moment, or from Dax. Kissing for some reason, because fighting is always a prelude to screwing. Um, here are the Breen wearing their Return of the Jedi helmets. Uh, boy, this is, this is a really ponderous recap. Uh, wow, it's all—we're right, already a minute in. As profit visions go, that was one of the least offensive. Oh yeah, wow! And then they skipped over a bunch of next couple episodes stop wrong episode did we yeah that explains <laughs> i was gonna say yeah all right i'm sure you can edit that yeah uh <laughs> this is really repetitive what the hell's going on <laughs> oh that was funny okay so i'll do three two one press play all right all right, everybody get your media ready, and we will press play in three, two, one. Press play now. So, hooray, Warf and Dax are back on the station. Hopefully we will be subjected to no more of their awful quote-unquote romance. Yeah. It, what the hell was – tell me what the writers were thinking. They felt they had to somehow tie up that thread, that Worf had not achieved resolution. Yeah.
1: I just don't think they did enough interesting things. Like, like like I said, I've said before, Like, I think the more interesting way... like, They almost get there with one of her lines in the last episode where she's like, do you feel guilty that you don't love me the way you love Jadzia? And that's fine because that's like an unexpected... Like, emotions are not rational, so it makes sense that Worf simultaneously is forcing himself to acknowledge that this is not Jetsia because it's not, but then also feels get- Like, it's a complex thing. It's not something non-trill must have any cultural touchstones or preparation for. So I'm fine with his response being contradictory and irrational. That's interesting. But they should have gone there earlier and built something interesting out of it rather than subjected us to the tedium of them talking about their feelings. They just,
0: um, um, Frankly... <laughs> Maybe they can't show this on a family TV show, but, you know, Worf should have been ready to do the deed, and then, you know, things failed him, you know, sort of. Girl. I'm serious. No, like, I get your point. I get your point. As an actual emotional consequence of all the trauma he's experienced yeah. and the fact that she's a different person, you know, it's like, I don't know. It, who was he having sex with? Right. You know? Right. He, he clearly wasn't having sex with the woman who was actually in front of him. Right, right. And in that case, you got to wonder about him right. as a character, right. as that a person. Is, and had the focus been there,
1: it would have been... Also, then we would have been spared Worf as a jealous asshole. Well, plot line. I mean,
0: if you're going to make Worf out to be, I don't want to say the bad guy, but in the wrong, you know, just actually do it. You know, actually make him messed up. Like, Worf is messed up, and he shouldn't be, you know, pushing this angle on the relationship, but who knows? He can't think straight, or he's just a jerk, I don't know. It just, yeah, it, the way it happened was not the way it needed to happen if it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just ended up making Worf seem like a jerk, and Ezri seem like a pushover. Yeah, basically yeah. okay. Um, and then
1: as far as the other plot we've picked up, like the other thread they discussed so far was just uh, recapping DeMar's apparently in some kind of rebellion at the same time that Cardassia has formed or the Dominion has formed an alliance with the Breen. That is fun, energetic story writing. That is like like in this in, in one episode. We we extremely advanced and hindered the Dominion in the war plot. That is fun.
0: Yeah. So just to remind you, at the end of the last episode, Damar says something like, "Tell Cisco he has a friend in Cardassia" or something. Right. Which is a very vague statement, and you know, they can't maybe make plans based on it yet. But it's like a, it's an exciting tendril of, of hope or something. I guess my only problem is that things don't seem that dire. For the Federation. Well, and so I think the that's, previous two episodes were littered with Federation victories, you know. So I, I don't know.
1: Well, I, and I think that's what this episode is designed to ramp up. Okay. Yeah. Like we, uh, the end of the teaser is the Breen have attacked Earth. That's a big deal. Like no one, like not even the Borg, technically attacked Earth. They were forestalled critically at the last moment before their attack on Earth.
0: So yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge is sort of dented yeah and smashed in the middle uh you know I mean we've all seen the shot of Federation headquarters and so it's it's an interesting visual yeah um even my people never attempted that (laughs) yeah can we you know Martok we kind of need to learn more about the brain (laughs) our intelligence reports are sketchy at best um Here's an issue, mm-hmm. if you're willing to entertain the issue. Uh, I find stories in which races other than the Borg, the Romulans, the uh, Klingons, and possibly the Dominion have like huge fleets that do great damage, they all seem to sort of like come out of thin air. Yeah. Yeah. Be- because they're not they're not developed and the, the threat isn't something known. And so it feels a bit arbitrary. It's like, so the Breen are great warriors, I guess, and they have a bunch of ships or something. Right. And we are back to this one room, unfortunately. I did like the
1: map of San, the somewhat crude map of San Francisco and the bay. Sure. That was that was that was a nice touch. That's one of those someone was paying attention.
0: It also makes me think of the map
1: of San Francisco they used to find George and Gracie in
0: right sure home, enough. but that's a very specific, yeah. i I mean I like this way trying to smooth over damar's <laughs> being a, a douche yeah uh, you know it's always fun to watch them go at it his voice when he is like being Demar is a funny voice, you know by the way <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do love Casey Biggs here. He's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, and he's different. Yeah. Than a Marco Limo. you know. Yeah. He's 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 being his character. He's being who he is. He's inhabiting his own character and not trying to be a caricature.
1: Right. Um, I, he seems like a real person. Right. I also like that. You know, again, this is one of those times where we know something the characters don't. Demar has made some irrevocable decision, and now he has to cover. So we see beneath what this conversation is, even if William doesn't. And that's just entertaining. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Cassidy is not replicating dinner.
1: Yeah. I, I, her delivery was good in that line. It's like, you don't cook. I, I know. I was just making sure that always gets a chuckle
0: out of me. Nobody touches my peppers. Not even your wife? Um, you know, it, it's a bit of a cheap joke. Yeah. It's like, can't you just turn them off when you see them starting it's, it's to burn? A smoke, yeah. Like, how hapless is she?
1: <laughs> I mean, I know some bad cooks. I know some people who are deeply intimidated by the process. And I suppose I, I can enjoy, a like, in this relationship Cisco is the cook, that's fine, and no one thinks that's odd.
0: (laughs) Well, here's what would be realistic. Not actually burning them to cinders in a sauté pan, but doing something with peppers and then scorching, like, oil, and then you have that sort of, like, pepper fume in the room, and it makes your eyes hurt. Like, I can cook reasonably well, and I've done that. Right, right, right. You know, I haven't actually reduced anything to charcoal. Right, she
1: didn't pyrolyze them, yeah.
0: (laughs) In a sauté pan. So, Whatever. All right, here's this guy.
1: I think I, this actor's name—I want to say it's
0: Vickers. I want to
1: say I forget the—I I forget his name, but I recognize him because he plays a fairly central character in Babylon Five and is the same kind of douchey warrior character. Um, and he also played the catatonic Betazoid in Night terror so I totally did look up his IMDb page. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good. He—he—he's like the. In, in a way, like, in the way that Mark Lennard is the archetypal Vulcan, he's an archetypal Cardassian that, that like, Flagger. yeah, just he's really nailed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, so I like this scene. I understand the function it serves in the plot. You know, you have to indicate that Damar is mobilizing the Cardassians, right. you know. It just might have been nice if there were more than one. Yeah, yeah. But I get it, you know. Yeah. They've got a budget. They can't afford all the Kardashian makeup. You know, whatever.
1: Yeah. I also like that um, we're in a similar room as the um, main Dominion war room, uh, but this feels like... They've established many times Cardassians do not like bright lights. We assume this room is very warm. Like for having a, it might even be the exact same four walls. Yeah. Uh, but they've redressed it in a way that is makes me think it's a different room and emphasizes the way in which Cardassian needs are not being met in the main room. stuff like that.
0: I think what I would like to have seen, you know, more of. And, you know, we'll see a little bit but I would like to see more of Cardassian politics. You know? Yeah. These guys are military guys, but they seem to indicate that they want at least some support among the people. In what way? How much support? You know, do people riot, protest right. when they don't like the way their military dictatorship is running things? You know, how, how do these things play out? Is there a coup? Are there, you know, yeah. uh, you know questions that may become very current for us in the next... Five to ten years, uh, we will find out. Let's not get down that rabbit hole, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. To the people who find this on a, because this podcast on a cassette tape and the in the Mad Max rubble.
0: Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ducat is really laying it on thick with uh, Soulbore now. It's like, bring me my breakfast, dog. He's really ramping up the swagger and you know he's acting more like ducat right he was being all meek and humble in the previous episodes
1: i like this set it's a good use of the matte painting it's it's good lighting it it comports with other bajoran sites we've seen before it feels of a
0: piece um so you know this is coming after it's been revealed that he is a servant of the Pa raids. Right, and she was, you know, somewhat nonplussed by that revelation. And so it's interesting that they're giving her some pushback dialogue. She's still on board, but she's wary now.
1: Well, also, I think it's it feels like he's toying with her. Like he obviously, like he knows who he is, and yeah. he knows. Like <laughs> now, now it's like I can like. He's getting closer, and he's getting cockier, and yeah. even this has to be part of like as far I'm sure if you asked him, he feels like she he's letting her think she's driving this truck even if even if from where he's standing she's not, and this is this like dynamic is part of that
0: I just wanna say this is how you design a set. That even when there's only a few actors, you make it seem like part of a larger world. Number yeah. one, you show the larger world, right? Right. You know. Number two, you make it look luxurious because you know she is the, in this right, preeminent this, position, right? You know, and so even if it's not the best mat I've ever seen, the best effect, you know, even if it does read as a little bit fake, it's yeah. it's enough. Right. To make me feel that they're going to the effort of... Yeah, I also
1: feel like we're we're watching this on a pretty big screen, on a larger screen than <laughs> might have been
0: contemplated by
1: the producers. Sure. So some of that detailing in the mat is probably...
0: Perhaps they didn't expect it to be projected at 106 inches. Yes, yeah. you may be right. And this, of course, is standard definition. Unfortunately, and probably forever. Yeah.
1: Maybe if I, if I ever, like, strike oil or marry a... Know, Saudi Prince or something and I just have like or Peter Teal. Right. I have an unholy amount of disposable income. I will just commission uh Blu-ray versions, uh like H D versions of DS nine and Voyager, cost be damned.
0: Just for you or will you then release them to the world?
1: I might watch them first by myself <laughs> and then release them. I, I would be I would be
0: a good uh I'd be a good patron of the arts. I would release them to the public. But first you'd watch them on your chaise lounge as a slave boy feeds you grapes or something?
1: (laughs) Yes, I I would be hedonism
0: bot here. (laughs) Boy, play high-definition Deep Space Nine. (laughs) So this is interesting. It's the Alamo.
1: We've seen this model before, right? No. Oh, this is the first? Okay. I know that we've we've discussed the... uh... Yes.
0: My question is... Why would Quark allow this? Right. Is this really a money-making proposition for Quark's bar? Uh, it seems like it. it's costing money. Right. the space it's taking up. Right. Maybe they're paying for the space. Maybe they're renting it. <laughs> my my one
1: regret about this arc is that save for, like, one Ferengi-focused episode, uh, in the, in the final stretch, we don't get a lot of quark. And it's not like I think there's something for him to do, necessarily. It's not like there's some role he should be playing. Like, it's Starfleet fighting the Dominion. There's not a lot for a bartender to do there. Well, But it just makes me sad that Armin Shimmerman does not get as much to do as he should.
0: When the station was invaded, he had a lot to do. Right. Here, there are a bunch of different threads, and they all seem to be off of the station. That's true, yeah. So they're sitting together?
1: Whatever my other complaints about the development of Esri as a character or whatnot, Nicole DeBoer does have... She knows how to thread that needle um, of her... Of like like that joke about Miles having a cherubic face always, get, always gets a laugh from me. Yeah, uh,
0: look, I... This is interesting that Worf is badmouthing Julian after it was quote unquote revealed, right. you know, oh. in a in a catatonic dream state that she it's like that's really what pissed me off. It's like I could I could stomach the fact that they had unresolved emotions yeah. that led to an ill-advised tryst, you know, but then when he just goes off on her as soon as she regains consciousness for something she muttered basically asleep right and i also just
1: don't buy like maybe my conception of love is sufficiently different from the writers here just it's not some state of it's not like realizing i left the gas on like it's not like just at least not to me like could you really be in love with someone without realizing it i could understand uh, being attracted to someone and not acknowledging it or the intensity or or think or trying to convince yourself you're not right but it just it shouldn't be a surprise
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree entirely.
1: Like, I assume you were not tortured by the brain and then woke up and realized you were in love with your wife, right? Yeah, no.
0: (laughs) It did not take that. You know, maybe you should ask her what her opinion of the process was. (laughs) Such a nasty tone for way in.
1: Oh god! I just it, it it really what I love about this is these are two career actors, and like the way they spoke like when we saw them at the convention the way they talked about their careers where it's like you know neither of them has had what you would call like a big break they've never been like you know the the above title actor in a in their own show, but they've consistently worked you know for decades, and it just they, they, there's this like focus on the little stuff that i that I think these kind of you know theater trained professional like they're professional actors they're not famous people if you if that if that distinction i'm yeah. making where it's like so it's just they watching the two of them has been such a treat because every tiny interaction they did consciously with meaning and it just infuses what is good it's good writing but it, it infuses it with so much life like and it, even here like I've this is like the third time i've mentioned this but it's like Damar is acting a certain way and we know why he's acting that way, and Wayun has gotten it wrong, and that is almost gratifying as the viewer because it's like, Oh, I'm watching this really interesting thing and there's stuff that even they don't know is happening, and it just I can't help but be enthralled by watching them process what I know is true.
0: Yeah, and of course the dramatic irony is very fun because Weun thinks he's winning. winning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um
1: you know, that that's another moment you there's go, we know there's gonna be a moment where the shoe the other shoe drops for Wayoon and it's gonna be
0: so good <laughs> well, and we know how he's gonna handle it he's he's gonna there's gonna be like a, a brief instant of you know fear or upsetness or something and then he's just gonna flip the switch and go back to unctuous right Wei-Yun, and it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be fun I like it so much better when we agree. He's, he's such a dick. Uh,
1: it's I imagine every interaction <laughs> in the Trump White House functioning something like this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I was again. I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole, but I was reading a, an article and you know an opinion about how nobody trusts anybody else. Yeah, and so they're all sort of like looking to see who can knife the worker right, you know, to advance or to protect. You know, they're basically Cardassians, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it which I guess actually makes sense given that Cardassia is a yeah. <laughs> Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Um so here's the cost emotion, which has gone through various permutations of pronunciation. <laughs> I like this permutation the best. Yes. He who studies evil is studied by evil. I, I like the actor. He's got that, you know, sort of shriveled... Officious, yeah. Uh, I mean, he he's clearly disgusted, especially by uh, Angel. Yeah. Uh, but he's also starting to doubt Kai Lin. Yeah. I like
1: the way they dress him. It's it's very um, cardinal-like. Like, if it were in red, yeah. it would feel... I like his earring.
0: Yeah. I wonder if they're going to show us when Soulbore gets this DNA swab or swipe. It's interesting to me that this book is so evil and hateful, and yet they've kept it around. They haven't... You know, Just destroyed it, destroyed. yeah. I mean... I, can, I understand it's historical right. uh, importance, and I suppose they're what do they call it, the Odium Theologicum, the the Library of Forbidden Books, right, right, in the the Vatican, right. You know, and you know, if I were pope, I'd be like, okay, take me to the Odium, right. <laughs> I'm just gonna check this the out.
1: Only reason I bothered becoming pope. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah. that's like if I if I you know if I were to become president, you know, I'd be like, all right.
1: Show me, you know, for Area Fifty One. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, give me the, give me the dirt on the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, Yeah. Roswell,
0: Kennedy assassination. Yeah, Martin Luther King. Like on my desk, twelve hours. (laughs) You know, and the way they're playing it, it's a nice MacGuffin. It's it's sort of driving their emotions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a lot like uh, well, MacGuffin and say, oh, what's it called? Pulp Fiction. Did they say how old this book is supposed to be?
1: I think they say it at some point if they haven't said it already.
0: I mean, it looks reasonably old. Yeah. I'll say that the the
1: props department did a good job. It is sufficiently detailed. It looks like it could totally be bound in skin instead of leather. And, you know, like
0: it. I don't know how that sturdy, that lock looks, though. Right. (laughs) And so this is a fun reveal here. It's, uh, huh? That paper looks really good for being centuries old. Several thousand years old, possibly. He doesn't make those kinds of mistakes.
1: It's a good line. It it fits with what we've seen of Solovar. He seems like that exactly kind of total type A, anal retentive, very detailed. oriented. Yeah. yes.
0: Well, I mean, it's just the level of anger he seems to be yeah. holding indicates that normally he he he's not a servile, you know, sort right. of uh, gopher. Yeah. How do you feel about the hollow foil they put in the middle of those pads? Yeah. You know, it's. I guess it's supposed to indicate that it's techie. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose it looks a bit like the the strip now on the new MacBooks. Oh, yeah. Now, who's paying her? Oh, I know, the
1: Bajorans. They have money still.
0: Uh- Yes.
1: I'm completely on her side here. Like,
0: no, I'm actually on his side. Because <laughs> he's literally had divine intervention that says, if yeah. you marry this woman, you will suffer. And so it's a totally rational... Maybe it's principle. his attitude. He's being a little
1: glib here. Maybe yes. if he pitched it that way. Yes. If he if he were a little more solemn about this, like... Yeah,
0: otherwise, I'm not oh, her, I, yeah. I agree with
1: her. The substance of her sentiment, yes. yeah.
0: But I think he's justified. Quark is enjoying it. It changes everything. This is a nice mat. And what I like about it is it shows us that building in the distance and right. we see from, from the opposite out. side. Yeah. It's, it's a nice uh, sense of depth, yeah. So we've gone quiet because this is this, this interesting is, stuff. Yeah. The the tension is fun. <laughs> Dude, that's such a douche. He is. You think he's wearing some kind? Of, he must be wearing shoulder pads. There's no way he's that triangular.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's got to be a, Just a little. I mean, he's a lanky man. Well, I f- it was something I realized watching him. Um, if you look at the look at the. Cuts of the necklines of his shirt and vest—they're very similar to something Garrick would wear. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, they're basically making him look like a cardassian, which
1: is—it's something I've watched these episodes a hundred times, and that's something I just really thought about looking at it, but um.
0: Yeah. See, I, I feel like we've. I mean, I know they're going to circle back to the whole prophecy thing. Yeah. Um, they've got a nice rapport. They
1: do. Like they, it, it always felt that the relationship has always felt very lived in, and I, I've always enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, so I guess things are going to get more action-y and military very soon. Um, I I do kind of wonder where the rest of the fleet has been. Uh, Nog is back in the saddle. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose being in the infantry is different than being on a ship. You're in danger either way but maybe on a ship you feel like you would just be, you know, killed instantly. Right, you're, you're
1: fine or you're not. There's no, you know, you're energy. Yeah.
0: So I guess that's Dr. Bashir's station on the bridge.
1: Like and they kind of make Ezri the con the com officer, um, so it's just like I mean, don't get me well, wrong. Well, because Dax did
0: something like I mean, Dax used to be at the
1: helm. Right. Here is at the I don't know. Right. It's one of those like we couldn't just promote a different defiance officer to helm because that would require another act. It's it's fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's TV. It's fine.
0: I I don't know. That's quite a little prop that Nav is working on. Yeah. It's not a toy. See,
1: it's not a toy. I feel like uh, they're they're poking a little fun at certain members of the uh, nerd community. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) So, one of my conceptual beefs with Deep Space Nine.
1: Is that they send their entire senior crew out on a mission at once?
0: Well, it's that they didn't want the show to be what it was. It's like, they, they must, they thought around season four, hmm, something's not working, you know? Yeah. Let's give them a star Well, show. that was season three. Season three. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I, I tend to agree that something wasn't working, and I tend to agree that ships are cool you know obviously i like star trek and the vast majority of star trek takes place on starships and there's a good reason for that right um i just i feel like they betrayed the concept a little bit i I get that they make deep space nine a rather static place how dare you use that tongue well Maybe that's where he got the yeah. DNA. He got his tooth or something. Pretty ballsy. Yeah? He's like, oh, I haven't hit a Bajoran in a long time. That <laughs> felt good. It's so, it's so
1: interesting to see him act. I imagine he must act like this when he's in the Ducat makeup, and it's so interesting watching him do it outside of the makeup. It's just, it's so compelling. <laughs> you know he was thinking there for a second, maybe I could just kill her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or something else, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean... Tell me this. what, How... How much do you think he's actually into Kaiwen versus how much is purely an instrumental
1: I would, means to him? I'm men. leaning toward the latter.
0: I don't know. I, they are right for each other. Oh god, yeah,
1: no, match made in heaven.
0: It's true that he has made a habit over his life of, you know, dominating younger women, yeah. you know, into positions like that. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe he's used to a certain uh, you know, scene of youth or something, but none of those women were his equal. Yeah. You know? And now, I'm not saying he would view her as his equal, but he must sense on some level that she's at least closer yeah. than most. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, now... Tamar is being put in the position of having to sacrifice Cardassians the way that they were sacrificed previously yeah. uh, by Wei Yun. Um, but clearly he's willing to do it. All oh, those headsets, Google Glass. I mean, these are better
1: than the original ones. The original, I remember that was like in uh, Call to Arms. It was like this shoulder-mounted doodad. This, this looks like what Google eventually designed. Like, yeah. I mean, it. It works. Um,
0: so here's more formation yeah, we've, flag. We've
1: clearly paid our CGI model makers a great deal of money today.
0: <laughs> Federation Fighter Squadrons. Reconnaissance sweep. I, You know, I also kind of have like, I mean, I know why they're doing it, but the fact that Sisko is given such a lead role in these assaults. Mm-hmm. He's been on a station for months. Like, right, right. You know, I know they had that stretch of episodes where Defiant was supposed to be, you know, just on attack run after attack run, and they would clap and put the phaser, right, you know, all right, that right. stuff. But, um, you know, it's like Martok is out there. He should be, you know. Well, it's also commander. something like
1: like when they discovered the wormhole in the pilot, they should have replaced Cisco with a captain or an admiral, like for a place that's going to be that strategically important. And then that economically important. Why is it, why is it a commander? Like why, why is an admiral Ross in charge of deep space nine now?
0: Or you know what I mean? Yeah. Our use of CGI here does allow us to have better explosions. Yes. That was a good sort of ship breaking explosion. Um, you know, showing some damage. Right, and this
1: was, that was a well. Chor- Fight choreography is important, and I really like the way they did that. Like, the ship starts out heavily damaged, but with a parting shot, severely disables the Define. That's like a good piece of choreography because it plays with our expectations.
0: Well, and the way they switched from the exterior to the interior yeah. bridge, looking through the view screen, yeah. uh, was a nice editing cut. It's the kind of thing that allows you to follow the action. Yes. Instead of having shaky cam and shouting and...
1: Lens flares and a thousand tiny things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, the looking through the view screen is is a very clever way to show us where they're going. Right. I don't know how I feel about the slow-mo here. Yeah. Yeah. Why is the counselor telling you that? <laughs> she hasn't gotten to talk yet. I, I feel like she could be somewhere else. Yeah. Doing something plot sensitive. Yeah. So that didn't take long. But yeah. To define it really got its butt kicked quickly. Um.
1: It's also kind of, it's weirdly kind of symmetrical because I remember in the search it got its ass handed to it
0: you've already ordered abandoned ship go yeah there's there's
1: there's no time for dramatic pauses in an abandoned ship situation
0: it's somewhat irrational on this part yeah,
1: people behave irrationally I mean that's fine yeah I really liked this shot like the just the shots the escape pods the The burning
0: Romulan Warburg.
1: That's really cool. And this, the interior metal work looked really good. Definitely. Um, And then just like, oh, just that was like the (laughs) twist of the knife there. Um, Oh, God. God. You can't see. I'm I'm making tiny clapping motions because that line was so good. (laughs)
0: He always minimizes everything. Yes. Really? So she is much less concerned with one big happy family.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. I don't know how they teach you to act like you can actually see a view screen through your Google Glass, but he did such a good job of it. Like, like I don't know what they did, but he like like he was actually. It looked like he was actually looking at a bunch of tiny escape pods flitting about in this field of vision. Just delightful.
0: How tactically sound is this decision to let the escape pods go? Like wouldn't wouldn't it be? I feel like you could gain a lot of valuable intelligence from interrogating these people? Or. Only
1: letting a handful go back, or like no, no one letting uh, the ensigns go. Yeah, a hundred, a hundred percent mortality would be a pretty daunting uh, piece of uh, propaganda,
0: you know. <laughs> that chair looks really dangerous. Yeah. Get away from her! It's the moment we've been waiting for. One thing that's fun is that it's giving Soulbourne this, you know, revenge moment. Yeah. You know, because, you know, he got he got beat down. Yeah, yeah. By Angel Ten, and so it it makes him feel very, I mean, human. Right? Oh,
1: the look on Louise Fletcher's face is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this scene earlier. You made the joke. That's not true. That's,
0: that's impossible. impossible. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that kind of does hang a little bit of a lampshade on it.
1: The fact that it looks like, that, that, that Marco Limo looks like Marco Limo all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't go up to people and, like, imagine what they look like as Cardassians. A lot. Um, it's not It's not something I always do. But it is kind of like, do you not recognize that voice?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the voice is extremely distinctive and his general cragginess and the cheekbones and all that stuff
1: yeah i like that i like that Win has not abandoned the pot rates because of this revelation that's perfect
0: yeah well you know she picked up the knife and she's playing it at, but now she's turning her body yeah her head towards Solbor. and so the physical acting lets you see see now she's pointing the knife and obviously stabbing her with the knife but it's a very organic and well acted yeah. uh, thing. I
1: like that they didn't wimp out and have Dukat kill Solbor. It. Uh, well, I
0: mean, the story. We know he's evil. Right. The story really is. Is how once evil. she knows, what will she do? Right. You know. And we learned it. She's and he, she's giving lip service to it, but you kind of know now. Yeah, that she's she's the point of no return. Right, right. And she's gonna stick with it. I mean, there's a bit of a deus ex machina right now. Yeah. But it's still fun. No, it's it's a very dramatic. Um, all I can
1: think of is, did you ever do that thing in science class where you wrote with like, the invisible like lemon water sure. ink, and then when you heated it, it uh, becomes visible. That's what I thought.
0: <laughs> Given how much time and effort it took Cisco to translate that, Runestone yeah. or whatever it was. Uh, I, I, I have questions. <laughs> Good. <laughs> About, you know, how quickly Kai-Win can do this thing. I mean, clearly she's been working at it for hours anyway. I'll take care of the body. Like, she's like, alright, I guess I'm <laughs> seeing this through. I... In her mind, do you think she's the finest finest ship I ever commanded? Well, I guess that goes without saying, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the only ship you've ever commanded. That's what I call a stupid line.
1: Um, Well, I assume when he was on the open hour, he occasionally had a bridge.
0: Oh, alright. Anyway, I wonder what's going on through her mind. Yeah. Is she thinking that still somehow she will do this for the good of Bajor? That. She's convinced that the prophets are phony. Hmm. So here's a speech. This is what Thank I you. wanted. I wanted a bit more politics. But I, I've always been. It's like he's in a chair on a bridge. It, you know. You know they don't they don't do pomp and circumstance very well. You know, there's no like Cardassian flags draped behind him, <laughs> and he's saying, "I alone can fix this," like that kind of thing. And I guess like everybody's watching this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's live on his Facebook feed. I guess. He's periscoping. Oh God, I want I want a picture of that face. It's so good. He's so angry. <laughs> I like that there's a whiplash feel to this episode that is really interesting. Like, you know, it's like the Federation is at the lowest it's been because of the Green weapon, but now there's this glimmer of hope because of the Cardassian Rebellion, and that is just... And there's a thing, like, what will this Cardassian Rebellion look like? What will helping Damar do? Will it just make a different Cardassian enemy? Like, there's a lot of nuance packed in there, and it's just fun to watch.
0: It's nice because it makes Damar seem competent again. Yes, yes. You know he's chosen the best way to try to cripple the dominion. Yeah. (laughs) I could be the last wayun. So now Wayun is on a mission to destroy Damar. I don't care how many Carassans you have to kill. I'm gonna hold you to that. That's fine.
1: Uh, it, it's so good. Like it, it, it is. As much as I love Deep Space Nine, it is kind of something. It is something worth discussing that so many of these drippingly fantastic scenes and lines are delivered by not our main cast.
0: I I have long maintained that the main cast of Deep Space Nine is less. I don't know. Uh, fun to watch. Less identify. It's harder to identify with them. Yeah. There, there, there are stranger characters. And I, when I watch Voyager, I feel like I'm settling down with friends to enjoy an adventure. And that's the same as when I watch TNG. You know? Mm. I, personally, and well, I was going to say it's not a knock on them, but I guess it's a knock on them. I, I think a lot of the problems started with uh Alexander Siddig. Like I feel like the doctor was not likable early and it sort of made things weird from the outset. Now, Cisco was always likable in his relationship with uh, Jake. Yeah. You know, Kira was really shouty and annoying for several seasons. And so I just the other series had bad stories but they always had good characters from the beginning. Mm-hmm. The characterization was more solid. It was better set up. Like, maybe Jerry Taylor is just really good at creating character dynamics with Voyager, and, you know, Roddenberry's got his issues, but he knows how to create characters that are compelling, even if they're very broad characters, mm-hmm. like in TOS or TNG, you know? So, yeah, I... Um, that's long been my contention about Deep Space Nine. The plot drives things more than the characters. And so it lives or dies by plot. And so this was a superb plot. It was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. we, we can discuss that in our summary of the series. Uh, so personally, I think writing-wise, this has been the best part. Oh, yeah. Well, the most happens. This is the payoff. Yeah.
1: Like, we're not at the end, but we are at the end of the first act.
0: It's the initial payoff of all the initial story threads. Uh, And, yeah, it's very good. I mean, really, the only thing that hasn't been paid off yet is Cisco and Cassidy. Right. You know, but the war has seen a lot of things happen. We've got the, you know, changing of sides. We've got the reveal of Dukat, you know, and those two aspects, Mara betraying Wayun. And Ducat being revealed to Kaiwin were super enjoyable. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, I would call the writing a five. Yeah, and I would call the acting. Uh, I mean, Louis Fletcher kicks ass. Uh, Mark Limo kicks ass. Casey Biggs kicks ass. I guess it is, Holmes, it's yeah. exactly what you're saying. Basically, these four guest stars all kick serious tons of ass.
1: Uh, even Barry Jenner did a good, like, I, he had, like, three lines, but I just, I've always liked his Admiral Ross. There's a, I, 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 I oddly enough, I think I like him more since the reveal in Inter Arma Enem's Inter Silent, T- Silent Legends. Yeah. Um, It just, there's a, he's a very credible, complex leader.
0: Yeah. He's got weighty concerns, yeah. and he's not uh, a milk toast or a pushover or yeah. – yeah. Or
1: an officious bureaucrat who's only here to make Cisco's job harder. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, er, yeah I, this, this is – yeah, this is my favorite, I think, so far of what's happened because it's just like, holy shit. Like, that's how I felt watching this episode in its original run where it's just like,
0: like, I can't <laughs> Um, so good, yeah. Um, uh, and production-wise, I really like Kywin's office. Uh, the only real drag production-wise for me is the same old Cardassian planning room. Yeah. Um, like, at least give him, like, a big table or something. Yeah. yeah. I, look, maybe, maybe my perceptions are a little warped here, but, you know, I think about the great control rooms of the past. You know, think about Dr. Strangelove. Don't have to build that much to make yeah. the room seem cavernous, huge, and full of activity. You don't even have to show us the other people in there. You could you could put silhouettes right. working at tables without full makeup, you know. And you just have something big on the wall, and it's a war room, you know. Right, right. Like this, this one just doesn't feel like a war room. So that's my that's my only criticism. Uh, the battles were cool. The CGI was good. Yeah, mid nineties CGI. Yeah. Uh, so, I have no problem calling it a five overall.
1: Yeah, me neither. I love it. It's so good. Like, just it, it 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 did such a good job of flinging you back and forth. There are highs, there are lows. There's the unexpected. There's the expected happening finally, but it's still nail like you We're we're waiting for the moment when figures it out or is it's revealed to her what's going on. And I'm fascinated by what they did with it.
0: Yeah, see, that's the reason it works. It's not a bunch of shit that happens, right? In Star Trek Beyond, there's a bunch of shit that happens, but because there were no expectations going in, and there were no reasons to believe one thing over another thing, it's just arbitrary. It's arbitrary nonsense. You know? This is not arbitrary nonsense, because we've been given expectations. Right. It,
1: It feels like there's, like, a competent hand at the wheel. Like, I feel like I'm being brought somewhere, and I have reasonable predictions about where that is, and some of them panned out, and some of them didn't, but I felt like they weren't just guessing at this point. I think they crafted the story in its entirety, and maybe they broke some stuff differently once they got into the individual episodes yeah. or whatever, but it felt like somewhere there was a whiteboard with... It's
0: clearly here's, all mapped out.
1: Yeah, here's what's going to happen. And that is so much better than, say, guessing who the final five Cylons
0: were. <laughs> just just to... Sorry, Ron Moore. You, uh, you win some, you lose some, Ron. Big fan of your work. Well, clear. <laughs> To be fair to Battlestar Galactica it's a much, much more ambitious project to try to plan the whole thing
1: the entire from set. the beginning right.
0: through the end right. as opposed to coming up with a nine-episode plan at the end. Right. Uh, you know, if the whole DS9 series had been like these nine episodes, they surely would have missed on something. True, true.
1: Actors would have left. You know, stories wouldn't have
0: worked out. Um, but yeah, i so good. Like, I get...
1: I'll say it this way. I've watched this episode easily a dozen times and it never fails to like make a little short hairs on my arm stand up. Cause it's just so good. Like even just watching it from like watching it as a viewer and just the storytelling happening as a, as a kid, it was great as an adult. I appreciate a lot more of the technical stuff as a fan of theater. And I've watched a shitload of theater in my life. And a lot recently I, I've really started to get into like watching the mechanics at work. So like there's, there's no way to watch this episode where there's not something worthwhile to hold your interest. If you're watching it just for the story, the story's really tight and really energetic. If you're watching it to, like, analyze the acting, there's a million tiny choices the actors make that are just deeply gratifying. And,
0: yeah. All right, well, so an enthusiastic 10. I, I think it's the best episode of the season so far, pretty easily, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. If I think back, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because
1: I want to oh,
0: yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, and it's definitely up there in the series yeah. uh, as far as best episodes go. Um, you know, it's not the most overtly science fiction, but D- DS9 has never been strongest on the sci-fi aspect. Uh, you know, but it's just an expertly crafted yeah. plot. Within the universe that is still science fictional. So, fine. That's cool. Uh, all right. A 10. Uh, thanks for listening. And we will do another podcast soon before this is all said and done. Yeah. We'll probably try to do at least two more, right? Yeah. For Deep Space Nine. Uh, okay. Well, live long and prosper. Have a good one. Stop.